Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed Hay. Um, today's shoes Ilunish Yisrael Ben Peretz Yaakov. May his memory be a blessing and may his neshama have an aliyah. Um, so yesterday we were discussing, well, Rav asked Rav Nachman, does Shabbos make, we know that there's certain things, that we, yeah, let's go back one more step. Um, we know that once produce is complete, nigmar melocha, and it's taken into the house, it is chayav, or into the chotzer, it is chayav in maser, and you can't eat at all from it. Before that stage, you can, a person can eat snacks. He can have a little bit to eat from it. He just can't have a, um, a suras kavua. Now, we also have a principle. There's certain things. That actually, so there's a Mishnah which lists six things. We'll discuss some of them um, over today's daf. But there's six things that are what we, what we would say is kovas lemaser, that fix, make it a fixed meal and obligate it, or make it obligated in maser. One of those things is Shabbos. We say Shabbos kovas lemaser. Shabbos makes something... Um, makes anything you eat because of Oneg Shabbos, because of the great significance of eating on Shabbos, it makes anything you eat like a fixed meal and you'd have to separate Maser before you take it. Comes along um, Rava and he asks Rav Nachman, is this even Shaloi Nigmar Melacha where the food is not finished being processed? We know that food only becomes Chav in Maser. It seems when it's finished it's processing. And one further step. So what happens is Shabbos Kovas Lamaser only once you finish this processing, or even, um, or even um, before you finished the processing, if you want to eat some of it on Shabbos, you have. And then Marzutra Braid Rav Nachman will come back to him, but he tried to bring a proof from our Mishnah. That's what we are discussing now. He tried to bring a proof from our Mishnah that Shabbos is Kovas Lamaser. Oh yeah, Rav Nachman answered Rav. He says, we have a very clear tradition that Shabbos is Kovas. Shabbos makes it like it's a fixed meal, whether it is something that Nigmar Melochta or whether it is not Nigmar Melochta. Shabbos makes it significant that you're obligated on separating Maser, even if it's something that would not necessarily be... Um, a fixed meal. Just to give an example, to make it a little bit clearer, um, well, we've discussed often um, grapes that you're leaving to dry to become raisins. So they're not nigma malocha until they're actually raisins. Uh, but another example would be, um, as we can see, olives, which are going to be used for oil. Um, so the olives are not nigma malocha until they're made into oil. So you can eat, um, you can eat uh, sarai, you can eat. Uh, Little bits of olive, uh, you can eat one olive at a time or a few olives at a time, um, just one or just a few olives at a time without separating Maser because it's not Nigma Melocha. Question would be, what about on Shabbos? So Rav Nachman came along and said very clearly, it would be Chav in Maser on Shabbos because Shabbos Kovas Afilu Shaloi Nigma Melocha and comes along Marzutri and he tried to prove that from a Brisa. So now um, we're going to, so the end of the, so we're going to go from the top of Lamud Hayomid Aleph 35a, but at the end of the last half we explained the Mishnah that if someone declares his produce as food, I, he says, I am going to eat from this area, that is Kovas Lamaser, even if it's not Nigmar Melacha. I, so what's the Gemara's conclusion yesterday again is, 
um, you know, wanted to bring a proof, Marzutra wanted to bring a proof from our Mishnah that it must be because Shabbos is kovas, Shabbos fixes it, makes it fixed, and therefore you'd have to separate Maser, fixes the obligation for Maser. And we said, no, it's not Shabbos, it's calling it food. It's saying by the fact that you say, I want to eat from here, that designation of saying, I want to eat from here, you're giving it significance, that is kovas. Now what the Gemara is going to ask is that even if someone takes a lot of payros, that it looks like Achilas Keva. It looks like he's having a proper meal. It is still considered Achilas Arai. And what is not eaten can be returned. And therefore, obviously, if he just says it is not, uh, it is food, he just gives it a declaration, it, sh- it can, well, it can be returned, but, it's, but it shouldn't make it Keva. So again, we're going to ask, we, 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 yesterday we said just saying, declaring something, your food, gives it significance at a time in Maser. We're going to say that even if you take a lot of it, that it looks like you're going to eat from it, as long as you can put it back, it's not considered, um, it's not, doesn't have the Chashivus, it's not Chav in Maser, and therefore obviously if you just said something, you shouldn't be Chav in Maser. See, that's what, but what about where the leftovers can be returned? We'll see now. Rabbi Lezer says, wherever the leftovers can be returned, it is not considered keva. There's no obligation. You can eat it without separating master. As we learned in the Mishnah, if someone takes olives from the vat, again, this is a big barrel or something, where, or the vat, where they go to be pressed, it says, he can tip each one one at a time and eat it with in salt and he can eat it. Now salt does make it a bit more choshuv, but if he's doing it one at a time, it's considered achilas aray and he can do it without separating maser. Ve'im tovav and also in the form of asara chayev, if he dips ten, or actually it seems some girsa leave out the ten, because we said one, so there's a gap between one and ten, so it would be two. But if he, let's just keep with our girsa, if he dips ten in salt at once, well, then it's Chayev in Maser. Right? Because the salting, as I said, gives it Chashivus, and eating a few at once makes it now Chayev in Maser. Rebeleza Oimer Imaatan Tahar Chayev Min Hamaatan. If he takes olives from a Tahar that is Chayev in Maser, I, when he does and takes a few and salts them, Min Hamaatan Tomei Potur, if he takes it from a Tomei that, he's exempt. Because he can return what is left. I, he takes a whole bunch of olives and he salts them. Since he can put them back in the vat, it's still considered an achilasarai, a temporary eating, and he's not hard in maser. Now, why should it make a difference whether the vat is tome or tohor? Rabbi Lezer says if you take from a tohor vat the olives, it's considered an achilas keven yuchav in Maser before you eat them. If you take them from a tomei vat, since you can return them, it's not. But now, why, what is that? Where do we get? Why is there this distinction? Why can't you return it to a tor vat? No, the ratio is with a tor vat, and the person who's taken the olives is tomei. So he can't put them back, because if he puts these Tomei olives back, he's going to make the whole vat Tomei. And Sefer, Bamat and Tomei, Vakavre Tomei, and the Sefer is where the man is Tomei and the vat is Tomei, and he can put them back. So, 
according to Rebbe, let's just uh, bring out the point from here. So according to Rebbe Lezer, if it is salted and the person won't return it, uh, because as we said, he's Tomer and the vat is Tahar. So he's not going to put the olives back. It's as if he clearly plans on eating all of them because he's only going to take out the ones that are not Tomei. And therefore it's Kovash Lamaser. However, if he can eat and return the others to the vat, it is still considered an Achilas Arai. Now this should be the same as Al Mishnah, because Al Mishnah, remember... Al Mishnah, we said the reason we brought the, the, um, the, the we said Al Mishnah is if someone wants to take mina muktza from dates and figs that are nearly finished drying out, and he designates them in a year that is not a shemitah year, he can eat from them on Shabbos. However, sorry, in a year that is a shemitah year, he can eat from them on Shabbos. And the reason we made it, why did we bring in Shemitah? Because that's when it's Chav in Maser. So we wanted to say, oh, but if it's a non-Shemitah year, why is it Chav in Maser? So that's what, Reb, um, that's what we answered. No, the reason it's Chav in Maser is because he's saying, this is the food I want to eat from. But now, it's Moisra Choyzer. We've just seen that according, so according to Rebbe Eliezer, what you want to tell me is that, based on the bottom of the previous page, is that by the fact that you say, I'm going to eat from this, it gives it a chashivus, the significance that it is now kevela maser, that you have an obligated to separate maser. Well, look at this piece we've just learned, that as long as you can put it back, it doesn't get the fixed status. Now, here is where you took the olives out of the vat. We say, since, Rebbe Eliezer says, since you can put it back, it's kovas. It's not kovah, it's not significant. Well, over there, you haven't even taken the food. You've just verbally designated it as something you want to eat tomorrow. So it should definitely not be kovah lamaser. So that can't actually be the explanation of the mission. So no, the Gemara says, no, actually, manisi, nami, says, no, it could also be with um, grapes and figs, etc. that you've left to dry, which are tahor, and the person who took them is tome. So therefore, he can't put them back. That's what we want to say. Oh, no, our mission is a case where he can't put them back. And that's why it's Kovei and gives it a fixed status for Maaser. But no, what do you mean? He can't put them back. They're Mughzar. They're in the status of being returned. Remember, the case of the mission is where he says, I want to, tomorrow on Shabbos, I'm going to eat some of those raisins. They, he hasn't even taken them yet. They're sitting with all the other raisins. So, so if where he takes some and he can put them back, he's not high of, they're not high in Maser because he can put them back. Well, then here where he hasn't even really taken them yet, he can evidently leave them there and they should not be high in Maser. So we actually now have to come on to, um, we, we're going to reject this way of learning the Mishnah. So basically, our Mishnah, which would hold in a regular year the produce, the context of our Mishnah, a regular year, the produce would be Chavin Maser, and the reason, yeah, and the reason we discuss on a Shabbos, a Erev Shabbos in the Shemitah year is to establish a case where it's not Chavin Maser. Now, we show it can't be because he declared it as food he wants to eat. Declaring, saying, I'm going to eat from that food tomorrow, is not significant enough to make it chav in maser, according to Rebbe Lezer, as we've just seen. 
So, yeah. So it must be like Marzutra suggested again. What's the reason in our Mishnah? Why in a regular year should you be in master if you designate food, designate these dried figs as what I am going to eat? Why should you be in master? As we've just shown, it can't be because you called it food. It must be because Shabbos Kovas Lamaser. Even though it's an unfinished product, since you want to eat it on Shabbos, it's Kovas Lamaser. Um, and then it comes out that our Mishnah is a proof for Rav Simi. So, sorry, for Rav Nachman. So again, We've just shown that we wanted to say the reason behind our mission is because he makes a declaration that this is the food I want to eat from and that gives it chashivus. We've just shown that by the fact that he can put them back, it doesn't give them chashivus according to Rebbe Lezer and therefore that, that's not a valid principle. Just saying something is the food you want to eat from does not make it chav in maser. So then we have to go back to explain our Mishnah. What's the reason behind our Mishnah that Rebbe Lezer says specifically discussing an Erev Shabbos in the Shemitah year, because in a regular Shabbos you would be Chavin Maser, because, this is the important point for us at the moment, because Shabbos Kovas Maser, even though, even where it's an unfinished product, product it is Chavin Maser. So, Ela Omar Rapsimi Barashi Rebilezer Komart. Rapsimi Barashi says, Wait, you've just been discussing in the in the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer the time at Omer Truma Kovov, a kol shekein Shabbos. Rebbe Eliezer holds, if you separate Truma, it becomes Chavin Maser, and obviously Shabbos should make something Kovas Lamaser. Ay, which we're saying very interesting, we're saying no. This, this whole discussion has been in Rebbe Eliezer. For Rebbe Eliezer is more quick. For him, the standard is lower to make something obligated in Maser. Because Rebbe Lezer holds, even if, you, again, this is unfinished product. It's not completed its processing. And therefore, most people would not separate mas, Trumas or Maser, and it's not higher than Trumas or Maser. But Rebbe Lezer still holds, if you separate Truma on that produce, that unfinished produce, it becomes higher in Maser. We see he has a low standard of what obligates something in Maser. So too, Shabbos should obligate it in Maser. Where do we see this? Zatan, Peros, Shetarman, Adshelo, Nigma, Melacha. If you took Truma on produce before they were Nigma, Melachtan, finished their processing, Rebilezer, Oiselecho, Mehem, Arai, Mechachomim, Matirim, Rebilezer says you're not allowed to eat from it, Arai. And the Chachomim say you are allowed to. Now, back to our discussion. So, this that we've proven, the explanation of our Mishnah, it's Shabbos is Kovas Lamaser Afilu Beshalonik Vamelacha, that Shabbos makes something obligated in Maser, even if it's not finished its processing. Everyone agrees Shabbos is Kovas Lamaser, where it is finished its processing. It's just where it's not finished its processing. That's what we wanted to say, and we wanted to bring our proof. We've just shown, wait, that's very well according to Rabbi Eliezer. Because Rabbi Eliezer has a low standard. He says even Truma would make it Chav in Maser. So obviously Shabbos should make it Chav in Maser. But they have a higher standard, a higher requirement to give something, to make something obligated in Maser. And therefore, according to them, we could still say just designating something as your food. Again, not because of Shabbos, but because of just designating something as food. It could be Chav in Maser. 
So Toshma come in here. Misafa from the end. Vachachomim Oimrim come see from the end of our Mishnah. Says Vachachomim Oimrim at Shiyushim Vayomim Mikan Vaadkan. Chachomim say it's Muktza. You can't eat from that produce. It's not considered again. Remember, it's Muktza because it's dried out figs, and only some people would eat it. Therefore, you have to designate it. Rebbeleza says you can just say I want to eat from here, and the Chachomim say no. You have to specifically designate and mark off what you plan on eating. We can't buy it, can't. Says now, but timer the erev. But that seems to be all they're arguing in. Says timer the erev Shabbos b'shvies the love barisurehu. Again, they don't argue on the point that it must be an erev Shabbos in shvies, and the reason would be because it's not chavi maser. How b'shar shanei shavuah in any other year of the shemitah cycle the bnei isurei nilu asurim that if it's the rest of the year. It would be Chavin Maser and Osur, my time alamishum the Shabbos Kavu. It must be because Shabbos fixes it as Maser. I, we've had a clear proof that Rabbi Eliezer would has to learn Shabbos Kovas. We wanted to say according to the Chachomim, maybe Shabbos is not Kovas. Maybe there's some other mechanism. We just said no. The only point that they argue on in our Mishnah is they don't argue that it must be a Shemitah year. The whole discussion in the Mishnah. They must hold one. Oh, what difference does it make whether it's Shemitah or another year? Must be the Chachomim also hold that Shabbos Kovas. Shabbos makes it obligated in a, in a, in Maser. It says, No, again, we say it's not because of Shabbos, it's because of his verbal declaration that this is what I plan on eating. I, um, it gives them the Chashivus that he's obligated. So they do, so maybe, again, maybe we're adding in a layer to the Machloikas of Rabbi Lezer and the Chachomim. Rabbi Lezer holds that just declaring something does not, interesting enough, Rabbi Lezer here would hold that just declaring something does not make it um, kovas, does not make it fixed that you have to separate Maser, whereas Shabbos does make it fixed, and maybe the Rabbonin hold that, granted, um, speech can make it designated. Again, remember, they're going through a strong process of saying this is, you have to mark off specifically what you plan on eating on Shabbos. That does, ma- or plan on eating, that does make it kovas. But nothing to do with Shabbos. It makes no difference. That's what the Gemara asks. Well, if we're discussing that according, and saying that according to the rabbis, the whole novelty here is that your speech declaring or marking off saying this is what I plan on eating gives it a significance that it is now Chavin Maser. Well then why do we have to discuss it on Shabbos or Erev Shabbos or Yom Tov? It's got nothing to do with that. It's, it's just, it, the discussion is not is it Shabbos that's Kovas? It's, it's the speech that's Kovas. The declaration. And once you say that, well then why does it even have to be in this Masechta? This Masechta is discussing the laws of Shabbos and Yom Tov. Or specifically Yomtev, why do you have to bring in this discussion of Maser? Discuss it in Masros. So the Gemara answers, no. Hokamash Malan, the Tevel Muchan who Eitzel Shabbos. It is still relevant because it's coming to teach us that Tevel is Muchan Eitzel Shabbos. Tevel is considered not Muksa Eitzel Shabbos. Shim over the Takno Matukan, that if you do transgress and fix the Tevel, Take trumas and masros, mutukan it is fixed, and you can eat it on Shabbos and Yom Tov. As we explained at the end of yesterday's daf, what is this tevel muchanu eitzel Shabbosim of a vitikno mutukan? So remember, tevel is produce that you have not separated truma and maser. 
and you're obligated to separate Truma and Maser. But the rabbis came along and said, you're not allowed to separate Trumas and Masrois on Yom Tov. Or Shabbos or Yom Tov. You're not allowed to. Why? It's Xerah because it looks like Matakin. It looks like you're fixing something. Um, so that we would imagine that that would make the produce Muktzah. Again, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov, you didn't yet, yet separate Trumas and Masrois from the produce. You can't eat it over Shabbos and Yom Tov because you can't separate Trumas and Masrois. Should it not be Muktzah? So that's what our mission is teaching us. No. It's not muksa because there's nothing wrong with the produce and Torah, so there's nothing wrong with separating the Trumas or Masros. It's just the Rabbonin who, kind of, who said you can't access it. It's the Rabbonin who, you know, we can phrase it similar to, we phrased a sugya a while ago, which Tos was compared to the sugya, um, Rashi and Tosos, is that when you build that rickety building around it, the rabbi said you can't, you pile bricks around it. The rabbi said you can't move the bricks. There's nothing wrong with the produce inside. It's just you can't access them because of Xeradarabonin. So to here you can't access, you can't eat from the fruit Xeradarabonin. But if you would separate from the Masros, if you would break down that wall, okay, well then you can eat from it. It is not Mutza. And that's why it's brought in this Masechta and that's what it's coming to teach us. So where we're holding at the moment, what's the key point? Is that according to Rabbi Eliezer, well, according to the Chachamim, we don't necessarily say Shabbos is Kovas Lamaser, but according to Rabbi Eliezer, we do say Shabbos is Kovas Lamaser, even if it's produce that is unfinished as processing. So just going back on that, Rabbi Eliezer says, so basically Rabbi Eliezer holds Shabbos Kovas Lamaser, Afilu says, Verimino, there's a contradiction. What happens if he's busy eating a cluster of grapes and he walks from the garden, the orchard, into the courtyard? Now, one of the things that we generally say, kovas the maser, say make it obligated in maser, is that you carry is when it goes into when it goes through the entrance into the courtyard. So he's in the middle of eating this cluster of grapes, which is fine. It's alright. He doesn't have to separate maser. But while eating them, he walks into the so now what happens to Rebelezer? Oimer Yigmar. Rebelezer says he can finish them because the Chotzer doesn't make it fixed. Rebbe Yishua says he is not allowed to finish them. And then another case, similar sort of case, is Chosha Belel Shabbos. He's busy eating the grapes on late Friday afternoon and the sun sets and it becomes Shabbos. Now we know that. Well, Shabbos is Kovas. Rabbi Leza Oimer Yigmor. Rabbi Shua Oimer Lo Yigmor. Rabbi Leza says he can finish it. Shabbos is not Kovas. And Rabbi Shua says he cannot finish it. But the important point from us is we concluded on Al Daf that according to Rabbi Leza, Shabbos makes you obligated in Maser, even Shaloi Nigma Melacha. And here Rabbi Leza says you can finish eating these grapes even though it's now Shabbos. We see he holds Shabbos is not Kovas Shabbos does not set the obligation for Maser. Otherwise, you'd have to separate Maser before finishing them. So the Gemara answers, no, Hosam Kedaktani Taimei. There, the reason was given. Rabbi Nasan Omer Loikash Omer Rabbi Leza Yigmar Bechotzer Yigmar Ele Yoitze Chutz Lechotzer Ve Yigmar. 
No, what Rebeleza is saying, not that he can finish it, I sit in the courtyard and finish eating them, it's rather telling us that he must leave the Chatzar and then he can eat them. But okay, Sha'amar Rebbe Eliezer, Yigmar Meshabbos, Yigmar Elamamtim, Lamatzei Shabbos, V'yigmar. Rather, what it's saying is that he must wait till Matzei Shabbos and he can finish eating them. Right, very interesting. Again, we, we brought two cases. One is someone's in the middle of eating grapes and he walks into a courtyard. Rebeleza says he can finish eating the grapes. Second scenario was he's busy eating grapes and then it becomes Shabbos. And Rebeleza says he can fit, finish eating those grapes. Now, the difficulty with both of those, but especially the one of Shabbos, is we've said that Shabbos is kovas. Shabbos makes you have in master. So how can he finish eating the grapes? He says, no, it's not that Rebeleza is saying he's... It's not that Rebeleza is saying he can finish the grapes then and there. It's saying that he must wait till Motzei Shabbos to finish the grapes. And that's why it's not a contradiction. So Rebeleza agrees. Shabbos is kovas. And if he can't eat those grapes on Shabbos because he's chayav, but on Motzei Shabbos... Then it's fine. Um, yeah. Now, just interestingly, I don't know if you remember yesterday, just after the Gemara started, we brought a case. We said children who hide figs on Arab Shabbos and they forget. And they forget them on Shabbos. They forget to eat them on Shabbos. On Motzei Shabbos, if you want to eat them, you have in Maser. That seems to contradict this Rebbe Lezer. Because what Rebbe Lezer just said, these grapes that you were eating and then Shabbos came, they become Chav in Maser. And then on Motzei Shabbos, they become Unchav in Maser. And by the kids, we said the Chi of Maser remains. So Tosfos' answer So I just uh, slipped my mind Yeah, there by the children they designated to eat on Shabbos So now he's made a Shabbos food once you've made a Shabbos food, you declare this is what I want to eat on Shabbos, then it gets a significance that it's Chav in Maser, even after Shabbos. If you don't eat it on Shabbos, even after Shabbos it's still. Whereas here he was just eating the grapes. He didn't specify these grapes as Shabbos food. It's late Friday afternoon, he's very hungry, he's eating some grapes and then Shabbos sets, so now they Chav in Maser. That Chiyov of Maser leaves as soon as Motzei Shabbos, as soon as it's Motzei Shabbos. Okay, so... That's the yeah. That's the one sugya again. How we've come out that according to the Rebbe Lezer, we definitely say Shabbos is kovas afilu b'shaloning mamalocha. We do say that according to the Chachamim. It's not not necessarily according to the Chachamim how we've learned. We don't have a proof that we say that. But Rav Nachman says he has a clear he has a tradition that we do say Shabbos is kovas. We're now going to bring an opinion that argues on this. When Ravin came, he taught in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So Ravin visited from Babel, from Eretz Yisrael, and he told him what Rabbi Yochanan said. Whether it is 
Shabbos, or whether you've separated Truma, whether you've taken it into the Chatzar, or whether you've sold it or bought it, Kulan Ein Koivin Ella they do not set the obligation for Maser unless they're Nigmar Melacha. Again, Ram Nachman came along and said, Shabbos is Kovas. I Shabbos makes it chayv in Maser, even if it's not Nigma Melacha. I you have these grapes or these things that are ready to be pressed into wine, or they dried figs that are nearly dry, so only some people would eat them, whatever. But they not finished the Melacha. Contra Nachman, you can't eat them on Shabbos unless you separate Maser. Contra Biyochlan in this list, no. If it's not Nigma Melacha, it's still considered. Shabbos does not make it obligated in Maser. You could eat them as a snack. And so too with all of these. And we're going to go through each of them explaining why Rabbi Yochanan had to issue this Psak. And therefore we'll analyze them in. So Shabbos, we know the discussion by Shabbos. And the Gemara says, La'afuke, third last line of Lamed Hayom and Aleph. La'afuke mida Hillel. This is to exclude from Hillel. The Tanya Hamavir Peres Mimokom Lamokom Liktsos. If someone's moving produce from one place to another to dry it out, to leave it to dry, and then it becomes Shabbos, says, Hillel alone says it's Osir. Hillel himself, he's an individual, he's a lone opinion, holds that. You can't eat from that from those payers from that produce because it's now Shabbos and it's Chav in Maser. And therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is telling us that the halacha is not like Hillel, since again, why why are you not Chav in Maser? Because he's, he's why is he moving them to put them on the roof or to put them in the sun to dry out? So clearly, it's not Nigma Melacha. It's not finished their processing, and therefore he's Chayav. Then we move on to the next one that Rabbi Yochanan says, Chotzer, Chotzer. Now, again, we've said generally when you take your produce into the Chotzer, that's when the Chiv to separate Maser kicks in. And Rabbi Yochanan says this is where, but not where the produce is unfinished. So he says, This is to exclude from Rabbi Yochanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yaakov says, if someone's moving produce, attaining uh, t- figs in his courtyard to dry them out. He is allowed to eat them as a snack and he's potter from Maser. But Tony Allah, Rabbi Yaakov Machai, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda Poiter, and the Bryce elaborated and said, according to Rabbi Yaakov, you would be Chah Maser in that case, and according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, you'd be Potter. So Rabbi Yochanan is telling us that the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, that you are Potter. Again, Rabbi Yaakov holds that just by bringing them into the Chatzar, even though they're not finished their processing, you have in Maser and you can't eat them without Maser. Whereas Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda holds, no, since their processing is not finished, you can still eat a snack without uh, separating Maser. And then Truma, Truma, this is Lafuke mid Rebelezer, Tatan, Peirut, Shetormon, Ad Shaloi, Nigmar, Omelacha, Rebelezer, Oiser, Lechol, Mehem, Arai, Bechachomim, Maturin. If you separate Truma, on produce, again, produce that you're not finished the malacha. Rebeleza says, you cannot eat from them arai. Aye? By separating truma, you now kick in the obligation to separate maser. Or the obligation to separate maser kicks in, and therefore you can't even have a snack. Whereas the chachomim hold, no, 
it's still, it's not Nigma Melacha, even though you separated Truma, you jumped the gun and separated Truma before Nigma Melacha, you still are high in separating Maser, again, so you can eat a snack. And then, the last one we discussed, Mekach, a sale, says Kedetan, as we learned in the Mishnah, If you buy figs, from an Amoretz, in a place where most people press their figs, either they dry them out and press them. So you brought, bought fresh figs, which are clearly not Nigma Melacha, because most people dry them out. It says, You can eat them Arai. So this is the important point for us, is that you can eat them Arai. We see, just buying something does not make it now Chayev in Maser. Um, again, this is all where it's not Nigma Malacha because this is a place where everyone presses their figs, dries their figs and presses them and you brought fresh figs so therefore you can eat from them a snack. They do, the, the obligation for master does not kick in. And then the second point which we're going to discuss in more detail is Ma'asrin Demai. You separate master as Demai. Remember we know if generally when you buy produce from someone you can, uh, strictly speaking, you can assume that they've separated master. However, if you buy it from an Amoretz there's a little bit of a doubt. Did he really separate Maser? And here we're saying that even though it's lo nigma melacha, you only have to separate Maser out of doubt. I as the my. It's not a Doraisa obligation to separate Maser. There's only this Drabonon obligation. From this teaching we learn three alochas. The first one we learn is that just buying something does not obligate it in Maser, unless it is Nigma Melacha. Vishmamina, second thing we learn from here, Rav Amay Oretz Ma'ashrim Haim. Most Amay Oretz do separate Maser. And that's why it's only a doubt and you only have to separate it as Demai. Demai is a Sophic Maser. Here you only have to separate Demai. Vishmamina, and the third thing we learn from here, Ma'ashrim Demai Ma'ama Oretz, Afilu Bedovo Shaloi Nigma Melochto, that it's you separate it as demai from an Amorites, even if it's not Nigma Melocha. I think what this third point is adding is emphasizing that you might have thought, again, when does the obligation to separate Maser kick in? When it's Nigma Melocha, when it's finished the production. So you might have thought, granted, if you buy produce from an Amorites, you can assume that they've separated Maser, it's just the Sophic Rabbonon, or the Rabbonon say you have to separate Maser. But you can, strictly speaking, you can assume they've separated Maser. Maybe that's only where it's Nigma Melacha, when, but we say, no, if you buy them from Amorites, you can still assume, Doraisa, that most of them would have separated Maser before se- selling it, and therefore the obligation to separate Maser is only the Rabbonon. And Afukai Mohodatnan, Rabbi Yochanan, telling us that the halacha is that as buying does not fix the obligation is to exclude from the following Mishnah. If someone barters fruit, um, a produce with his friend, and they both plan on eating it, or or this one plans on drying it out, and this one plans on drying it out. Make him dry fruit. Or one of them is, I guess, they're bartering one to eat and one to dry out. Chayev, you're obligated in Maser. And says, no, it's only if you're buying it to eat that you have in Maser. But if you're buying it to dry out, you're exempt in Maser. Again, why? Because it's not Nigma Melocha. If you're buying it to eat, well, then it's ready to eat. It's a finished product. It's Chayev in Maser.
buying it kicks in the obligation to separate maaser. But if you don't plan on eating it, you plan on drying it out, well then it's not nigma melacha, so it's not yet chavin maaser. Okay, so just in short, we've actually seen, as I said, the Mishnah mentions six, I don't remember the other two, but we've seen four things, and we've had a question on, that can kick in the obligation on maaser. What were the four things that we've seen, and this is through all this page, Shabbos, um, a sale, a chotzer, and what was the other one? Truma. All those things can keep kick in the chiyuv to separate the, of maaser. Again, what's the main difference for us? What's the main lafgamin in al sukya whether something, the obligation of maaser is kicked in or not? Can you eat a snack? If the obligation for maaser is not yet kicked in, you can eat a snack. You can eat an achilas arai without separating maaser. And then we, we, we added in a we discussed what happens if it's generally the chiyov of maaser only kicks in with nigmar melacha when the when when it's when you finish production and uh, you got two fa- and nig and one of these things then it's chayav in maaser. What happens if you just have one of these things without nigmar melacha? So regarding all of them, Rabbi Yochanan says there's no chiyov of maaser. The chiyov of maaser does not kick in until nigma melacha, until you finish the processing. We saw, at least regarding Shabbos, Rav Nachman holds, and he says he has a very clear tradition. Rav Nachman holds, but we didn't have a clear proof for him. Um, but Rav Nachman holds, Shabbos is kovas. Even something that is not finished its processing, if you want to eat it on Shabbos, well, it would be also to eat on Shabbos without separating trumos and masras, because Shabbos gives such significance to what you're eating. I think this is a little bit of a Musar lesson as well. Shabbos gives such significance to what you're eating that um, that it says if you've separate that it's now chayav in maser like a proper meal, even though you're really only having a snack. Um, and what's the, the Musar in there is uh, when we eat on Shabbos, we should remember it's a part of a big mitzvah of a karosal Shabbos oneg. Um, declaring Shabbos um, a delight, a delightful, having a, enjoying Shabbos, and I think when we eat, and that's why many bring that there's, there's a mitzvah to have nice food and to diff, and taste different foods and enjoy it and have treats on Shabbos. But remember, the reason you're doing it is because the Shabbos on again, it and it gives that eating a, a, a great significance. Okay, Hadron Olocha, maybe Hadron Olocha, maybe Hadron Olocha, maybe. Okay, we now start the fifth parish. This is the final peric of the Masechta. Um, so the first Mishnah says, May shil in peros derech haruba b'yomtav amalo b'shabbos. You can lower produce through a skylight on yomtav, but not on Shabbos. I, if you had wheat or barley or something like that drying on your roof, and then you see it's going to rain. So now you don't want it to rain on that produce you want to dry out. It's going to ruin it. But we know you're restricted with just doing unnecess- unnecessary labor on Shabbos or Yom Tov. So he says you can lower it through a skylight on Yom Tov, but not on Shabbos. And the reason Rashi explains because um, it's not a lot of effort to put some to lower you, again you have it drying on the roof to lower it through a skylight you kind of just push it off the edge. It's not like if you had to pick it up and put it through a window or something like that, go to a lot of effort or carry it down. You can just push it over, throw it down um, off this ledge. 
and therefore um, you're allowed to do it on Yom Tov, but even on Shabbos you are not allowed to do it. Then it says, You can cover produce with clothes or other um, other utensils because of dripping water, like if it's under the roof and the water is going to drip on it or something like that. So too you can cover jugs of wine and oil. Um, I should add in here, generally you're not allowed to do Tircha Yaseiro or do Isudrabonon to save your money. I mean, there are contexts where we do say that, we'll see right at the end of the, today's Amud, there are contexts where we do say that, but in general it's not a leniency. Oh, if I leave it out in the rain or if I leave it here, the leak in the roof, and we'll see, it's going to ruin it. That's not necessarily a, a reason to permit it. But we see in this context, they allow you, you can also put, if your roof is leaking, you can put a clee under it, a bucket under it, okay, so your house doesn't get all dirty and muddy. Um, yeah. And that's what yeah, Rashi points out. He says, We don't say, oh, but you're putting in all this effort, this strain, for something that is not essential for Yom Tov. The rabbis allowed it in these cases, or at least in the case of saving the wine and the produce, because of the loss of money. So in this case, the rabbis were lenient again to cover the grain, to sweep the grain off the roof, or to cover the jugs of wine and oil, or the produce. That's not necessary for Yom Tov. But to save the money, the rabbis allowed it in this case. And also you can put a clee under a leaking roof, a bucket under a leaking roof, to stop your house getting dirty. Um, I don't know how far you can stretch it, but I was thinking maybe we could say that is necessary for Yom Tov, to stop the house getting dirty and water leaking over it. You can't really enjoy your Yom Tov if you have all this water dripping through your house, but I don't know if that's, uh, that's that doesn't seem to be what Rashi is saying. Um, or, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Itmar, now we're going to have an interesting discussion. Basically, how did Alperic start? What's the first word of Alperic? Meshilin lower. We're basically going to give a few other words that might have been used in some versions or could have been used, and they all mean the same thing. They all have this connotations of throwing down or lowering or causing, to, or causing the produce to fall off the roof through the skylight. So again, as I said, we have the word mashilin, but we'll see there are many other viable words. Itmar Rav Yehudah Ram Nosen, Chad Oma Mashilin V'chad Tani Mashilin. One said you can, one said the word is mashilin, and one said no, it's mashilin. And Oma Mazutra, Ma'an Tani Mashilin Amin Shtabish, Ma'an Tani Mashilin Amin Shtabish. says, now the version, whether it's mashilin or whether it's mashilin, it's not a mistake, they're both valid. Why? The one who used the word mashilin, our word, it comes from the pasuk, your olives will be thrown down. And the one who teaches mashilin is also not making a mistake. The one as we learned in the Mishnah, what's those? Those are two types of, of animals or blemishes that make it a possible or mum on a bechor. So it says, shochel shenitmah shenishtam shochel, this word mashchilin, is that its thigh is dislocated. Ah, it's been thrown down, it's lower, it's out of place. It says, and kasul sh'achaz miyakraseo gvomechaverto and kasul is referring to where one limb is longer than all its hips out of place. So it's one is higher than the other. But either way, mashilin and mashilin are both valid words that would imply this throwing down 
Whether you use any of those three words, it's also would imply the same thing, and now we're going to bring a source for each of them. A nozir is not allowed to wash his hair with earth. It causes the hair to fall out. Oh, mashir means fall out, call the fall down, fall, cause the produce to fall through the skylight would also have been valid. A razor or a scissors or different types of scissors shall saparim of a barber. Even if it split into two, it still is tome. But why is a scissors or a razor called a shachur? Because it causes the hair to come out, to fall down. Someone whose whose clothes fell into water, his clothes fell into water, he can walk on them on Shabbos, he doesn't have to worry. Inami, or there's even another source. The tlan, mehod tlan, leket. What's considered leket? Hanoishar, what falls down. Bashar ketzir at the time of harvest. Remember, leket is you have to leave for the poor people, and that's when you're harvesting. If you, if some of the grain falls, you have to leave it there. But again, so all these words, manishrin, mashchirin, meishilin, um, and what was the other one? What am I missing? Meishirin, mashchirin. Menashlin and Mashkilin all mean the same thing. They all have this connotation of throw it down, and therefore they would all be valid words to start off this parak with. Um, okay, I think let's leave it here for today. Hoping to get a bit further, but we'll leave it.